Hey, Colin, it's Cody. Um, long time no talk. Uh, I've been away from the, the podcasting for a little bit, just kind of doing my own thing, been doing a lot of reading and writing. Anyway, um, you know, I, I kind of do this every couple of months, but uh, I'm back and I'm eager to hear how your um, Jungles of Chult campaign is going. And I'm uh, I'm about 12 episodes behind, I think, at this point. So I'll be uh, listening and, and catching up and giving some call-ins. Anyway, just wanted to let you know I'm back and uh, enjoying the show so far. Keep up the good work, man. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Hi there. I'm Colin Green. You're listening to Spike Pit. But this is not one of my normal episodes. I'm calling these episodes my drive by episodes, wherein I speak a little bit more candidly about the things that are on my mind. I'll be pulling less punches, maybe biting a bit less on my tongue. Now, if you think that's perhaps not such a good thing, then this is not the episode for you. Remember, this is a drive-by. You heard yourselves, folks. That was Cody M. And yes, he is back. And in fact, I hear, or I've read, that he's uh, starting up some DCC. I was in the audio dungeon and saw Cody was looking for some players to play some DCC. So I can't play this coming Saturday, but it's my intention to jump in there the following Saturday. Uh, I do like a bit of DCC, and uh, it's been a while since I played it. The last time I think I played was uh, an online game with Talon. I thoroughly enjoyed those sessions. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased that Cody's putting that game out there. Thanks for the call in, Cody, and look forward to hearing from you again soon. So my anchor uh, on the phone went pear-shaped the other day and decided to reinstall it. And now I understand what everybody's been talking about, this business where you can't can't see uh, the messages that you've left and you can't review your messages um, or I should say, like, you know, you call in. So if, you, if you're doing a bit of an involved call in and you you want to make sure it sounds all right, tough. <laughs> yes, you're out of luck. And it was obviously a, an update. And, and that's what I thought people were saying. But I'd got it in my head. It was an Apple thing. But nope. Anchor's messed about of it, taken something. I, I had no problem with the way it worked before. I liked it. It used to organise all the messages into sort of specific people. So you had all your messages from one caller in one category, your whole conversation, like a text message. Uh, and now it's just a whole stack of messages. And, uh, well, I think it's rubbish, actually. Could could be the final nail in the coffin for me and Anchor. We shall see. So anyway, enough of that. We're going to hear from a gentleman. In fact, who uh, is the guy I was calling in when I discovered that Anchor had stitched me up. It's uh, Andy Goodman from Expedition to Grizzly Peaks. 
getting back to me in response to some of this chat about online gaming. Uh, I'll say no more and hand it over to Andy. Hey, Colin, Andy here from Expedition to the Grizzly Peaks. Just listening to a couple of episodes back on on moving to online play. I, I've been running online games very regularly now for probably about six months, like on a regular basis since I moved last. And I'd run them quite a bit before, but not regularly. And uh, yeah, the two-hour thing is absolutely, that is the default now. I think a lot of people say two hours is the sweet spot. Um, you can't run, for, I, I can't, I certainly can't run four-hour sessions online. And I don't think most players can focus for that long. Um, and since obviously the corona thing, we're playing all our games online and everything's two hours, max two and a half hours. Um, it's very much about the focus and the attention Um and you can enhance it. You can actually, you can do a few things. And I've got to say, Roll20 really, really helps. Or whatever virtual tabletop you use. It is a way of getting them to focus. Even if it's just for them drawing little things on the map about where their character is or thinking spatially. Um, the ability to share handouts in a very easy way um, to individual players or to multiple players to have the integrated dice rolling in chat um, using discord for the voice obviously i'm recording actual plays as well so that adds another little layer of complexity there but i find that without having that without having the visual aids that roll 20 gives us um, it, it's actually even harder to maintain the focus um, yeah lots more to talk about on the subject maybe i'll do an episode um, but yeah, persevere with Roll20. It really helps, I, I think. It really does. And of course, now I've listened to the next episode where all our pals call in, I've realised that, as usual, I am the exact opposite of Barney, which is funny considering he's playing one of my games. But uh, no, we, we are, we are I, I would say we're complementary rather than uh, antagonistic. Let's put it that way. But um, I, I do a lot of prep. Um, that's just my thing. So I like getting all the images in. Um, although once I'm running it, I'm pretty improvisational. And I think that's that's where Barney and I are quite similar. But what I find is to, to get to make that two hours actually productive, you've got to just go straight for the jugular. And I, and I think that's probably where um, Barney and I might agree as well. What I've what I've trained myself to do and and my players to some extent is we cut out all the preamble maybe five minutes max and then we go straight in and when we play face to face there's a lot more of the kind of socializing and I guess you could call it faffing around but when we know we've got two hours you've just got to basically just put all the niceties aside and say look guys <laughs> we're playing we're starting now, and then you just go. Um, and I actually find you can get more done in a two-hour online session than you can sometimes in a four-hour face-to-face um, -face session. I've really found that, and listening back to my actual plays, I, I think it's true. I, you know, I'm, I'm producing a lot of content these days. don't know when the hell I'm going to edit it and put it up, but yeah, a two-hour online session, you can really move a lot of things. So some great observations and thoughts there from Andy and I, I've 
been finding the two hours to work out really well. Had or oh, quite a few sessions now at the two hour length. It suits me. I find myself, I talk a little bit louder uh, when I'm, I'm running online. I think because I've got a remote player and players at the table, I'm conscious that the remote player might not always be able to hear too well. So because I'm sometimes struggling to hear him a little bit, I naturally speak up a bit. So by the end of a session, I start to feel my voice is getting a little bit strained. I probably need to ease off of that a little bit and just maybe bring a speaker to the table and then boost his volume and I reckon that would sort that out. So that's a little tweak that I'm going to do. Constantly finding little tweaks just to make the whole experience a, a, a little bit better. The focus thing is interesting. I've I've set up the table now, so it's pretty much like a standard how I would play if I was running at the table because I've got my two kids there, myself. We're all sat along the sofa, which is a, a little bit odd, but... It's okay. I've been getting neck issues sitting at my desk in my, in my chair in my normal sort of online gaming setup. So I've um, I've moved away from that a little bit as well. Um, but the focus thing is a tricky one because I'm I'm really reluctant to go down the roll twenty route. I've set up a couple of games on roll twenty because Wizards was offering. I think it was the Lost Minds of Fandelva. They were offering something else, and now I notice this Forge of Fury up there. I don't know how long they're going to be there, and and if you sort of set up a game, um, my my query was, what happens if you you sort of start running it and then you don't play for a while, and then they kind of take it away from you again, or once it's up and running, do you get to keep it? I I don't know, and. I'm not fussed really either way, but if I was going to try out an all bells and whistles roll 20, I wouldn't mind giving the Lost Minds of Fandelva another go. I think that would be quite um, quite enjoyable. So, yeah, still looking, still struggling a little bit with focus. I'm using a grid at the table occasionally, so that, that does focus the kids. And asking them questions and, and getting them involved that way. But I've still got work to do on that. But yeah, thanks for your, your input, Andy. And we've actually been having a few frustrations with, with our remote player. His, his, um, his broadband has got some sort of fault. There's actually, he's got an engineer on the day of recording today going out to his place, hopefully to get it sorted. We've got a game tomorrow on Thursday and fingers crossed his um his broadband speeds will be back up he's been really struggling and i can tell he's getting frustrated with it and it's just a shame because we've got a not a nice little game running and it does it is marred if the player keeps having to refresh or they drop out and you can't hear them and um all that stuff and on the subject of online frustrations our next caller Joe Richter from Hindsightless and a wheel or woe, he, he's got some thoughts. What's up, Colin? I totally 
get how you feel when you go to play an online game and your laptop or whatever your technology is screwing up you can't get the video going or the audio won't work or you can't get into the room or whatever i hate it it's happened to me too many times it still happens although it is happening less frequently now i am learning you can teach an old dog some new tricks i guess but the tension is there Every single time I go to play an online game until I get situated, I, I I always have in the back of my mind, oh, fuck, this time isn't going to work. It's not going to work this time. And that's why, and I know online gaming is all we have right now, but that is why, to me, online and at the table, they're just two completely different animals. They're two completely different beasts. I don't really see them as the same part of the hobby. Anyway, man, that's it. So... Joe there is really coming from the same place as me, I think, in some ways. And that's that's where my reluctance to use Roll20 stems from. Just that extra level of uh, complexity or just it's just another thing to have to mess about and get working. And I, I get a bit of... Uh, GM anxiety at the best of times and and something like Roll20 where I'm not a massive fan of it's not I'm not a massive fan of technology that's that's not correct I'm just not very good at it I'm not familiar with it I don't use it, it uh, in a real day to, on a real day-to-day basis so the combination of those two things can be enough to just put me off of doing something you know, it's been why it's taken me so long to run games online. It, it's sometimes as much as I can do just to play, let alone combine that with having to run a game. Which was why I was so happy to find Google Duo and discover how easy it is to use and how stable has really made it easy for me. But it, it does mean that I'm struggling with this focus idea. Normally, when I play, um, I have this theme music that I use just to kind of announce the session, kind of get everybody focused. Like it's when you've got that bit of BS in at the start of a game, it's a little way to kind of interrupt the players and sort of say, right, get your game face on, we're kicking it off. And I also think it, it's part of a ritual. So if you, if there's a campaign you're enjoying and then you hear the theme tune, it's like hearing the theme tune of a favourite TV programme or something. You know, it kind of gets you into the mood to see see your, your um, you know, watch your programme, watch your show again. And f- I just like the idea. And, and, and I miss it a little bit in my online, online game. I, I've even, last session, decided... Sod it, I'm just going to play it anyway at the beginning. You know, there's three of us that are sitting in the room and uh, my mate DM Ricky, the other side, on the f- on the, uh, on the Google Duo, he could, he could hear it and we just had a bit of a laugh about it. Yeah, all right, the audio for him's not going to be great, but it, it kind of brought back some of that familiarity of the, of the tabletop game. So perhaps I'll just leave it at that and be happy with that. Images. Now, images, that would be super easy in Roll20. 
uh, Jason Connolly of Nerds RPG Variety Cast does this. He, he, he'll he run Roll20 and he'll just have some atmospheric pictures in the background. And I'd like to do that. I would use Google Hangouts and share my screen or something. But it Hangouts for me, um, maybe it's the connection, the broadband issues that, that we've had has made has made that impossible hangouts has has been i don't know i don't know why it is but it's, it's been really i feel the quality has been going downhill i reckon google are concentrating on their their duo and their other what is it is it google meet or something like that um maybe it's classic google just pulling the rug out from under your feet once you once you figure something out and you're getting to like it, it goes away. Anyway, on that vein, adding bells and whistles and music and images and stuff, I got a call in from John Large of Red Dice Diaries. You can find him. Uh, I've actually found him myself on Spotify as RDD RPG, and that's his new relaunch where he's uh, he's got his wife Hannah with him. And a pair of them are putting out podcasts, and awesome they are too. Hey there, Colin. It's John again, just listening to your episode about your online gaming trials. And I certainly think you've had a good idea where sprinkling sort of graphics and using atmospheric music can be a great aid to keeping people at the table. The only sort of the balancing act with this sort of thing is like with background music, it has to be sort of low enough so that it is in the background and it doesn't become a distraction unto itself. Likewise, with the use of graphics, they're there to supplement your game rather than become an end unto themselves. And I know you've said that can be a bit of a problem with like Roll20 and stuff, you know, the moving the tokens and everything becomes a bit of an, a distraction unto itself. I, I don't really have a vast solution. One thing I would advise with music, don't pick a well-known or famous theme because that can distract people as well. Anyway, take care, dude. Catch you soon. I like the closing part of that message and it is wise words. Don't pick a well-known tune. Uh, nothing will derail a session more than playing something like the Star Wars theme. Everybody's busting out their Yoda impressions or um, quotes from the film. I mean, imagine you're playing a session and then you you run the Ghostbusters music. You're going to have people jumping about and dancing. <laughs> singing along everything else oh yeah that is so true so true and funny and on the subject of music and on a lighter note i've got got a response from shane ward my fellow guitar player he's uh, i didn't know he worked in a music shop and he's just got a little bit of feedback for me on my uh, potential guitar purchases so i'll probably close it out there in fact i'll come back with my thanks and, and then we'll be out of here. Hey, Colin, those classic vibes are actually really nice. Same with the Taylor GS minis. I got a chance to play both of them at work. Um, the the classic vibes have the vintage tuners on them. And I had to, to tune or change some strings for a buddy who's got a classic vibe. And uh, they are a little tricky to to do so just as a as a word of warning uh other than that they're great guitars 
I currently have my eye on a seafoam green strat that may end up being taken home sooner rather than later. Uh, but cheers. In most episodes, I like to take a bit of time to thank the pit crew, my supporters, the, the folks who every month throw a few dollars in to the tip jar for Old Spike Pit. And it's not that often that I run off a list of names and shout them out individually, but today is different. Big thanks to the following folks. Jason Hobbs of Hobbs and Friends, Frank Turfler, Che Webster, Darren Green, Logan Howard, Joe Salvador, Larry Hout, Spencer Game, Ira Bulba, Jeffrey Collier, Carl Birch, Tim Shorts, Eric Swanson, Vance A, Glenn Robinson, Jason Connolly, Angus and John Large. Cheers folks, really appreciate your ongoing support. And that is the pit crew, my Spike Pit patrons, keeping me going and growing. And of course, the other folks keeping me going are the contributors with their call-ins. Cody M, Andy Goodman, Joe Richter, John Large, Shane Ward. I don't think I forgot anybody this time. And then, of course, what show... Would it be without you, the listener, taking a bit of time out of your day to listen to Old Spike Pit? Thank you for listening to this Spike Pit drive-by episode. If you've enjoyed the show, consider spreading the word via social media. Take care. Catch you later.